It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm David Asman, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, April 15th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. On this Good Friday, we've decided to get a little theological and talk about an enormous religious rift that's shown up in the wake of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The Pope seems to be at odds with the Russian Orthodox Church, which is supporting this war despite the horrors we've seen unfolding during this conflict. Anytime we have Christians not speaking in one voice, it's a harm to the entire Christian community. This is the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. The Russian Orthodox Church has come out in support of Russia's war in Ukraine, while back at the Vatican, Pope Francis has called this war a cruel and sacrilegious inhumanity. He's calling for prayer, even an Easter truce. First of all, Good, uh, good Friday to everyone. We are today celebrating the crucifixion of our Lord. And as today, the entire nation of Ukraine is being crucified for the last almost 50 days in the eyes of the entire Ukraine and the entire world. We have a very special guest today as we're joined by Ukrainian Catholic Bishop Bodan Danello, who recently traveled to the Polish border with Ukraine. His trip was sponsored by Chicago-based Catholic Extension. To learn more about their work, you can visit catholicextension.org slash Ukraine. Crucifixion is not the end. There is always resurrection. So I hope and people of Ukraine hope and fight for that reason to have after war a resurrection and a time and place that they can live in peaceful, free and prosper Ukraine. That's the reason why young men and old men left their wives who are wandering through Europe right now in order to defend their land. You ask about uh, religious situation between Orthodox and Catholic Church. First of all, anytime we have Christians not speaking in one voice, it's a harm to the entire Christian community. We live through the centuries of division between different branches of uh, Catholic or Christian uh, church. And today we are seeing this once again uh, between the Catholic church, Roman Catholic church and Orthodox churches. Keep in mind in Ukraine, Russian Orthodox church is one of the three Orthodox churches. So it's not uh, the only church and two other churches, which are Ukrainian Orthodox churches are fully behind the fight for independence of Ukraine. We all I believe anyone of goodwill, Christians, non-Christians, should say if you see a child being killed or elder person waiting to buy a bread and is shot by officers, say, stop. You know, war is never a solution. Unfortunately, we know that from the beginning of the war, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, unfortunately, did not condemn that war. And as you mentioned, it's even... uh, blessing the the troops in in that situation. So I hope that with Good Friday and with Easter, uh, his heart could be changed as well as the heart of those who are making decision to invade uh, Ukraine. In a sense, the political might of the Russian Federation started that war and perhaps 
they are in the best position to end it today. As a Catholic bishop, would you like to see Pope Francis maybe be a little stronger in his condemnation of this war? You mentioned the fact that anyone in any religious circle should see a child being shot or an elderly person in a breadline being killed as something wrong. And I think that goes for any human who has two eyes and two ears. But so far, Pope Francis has been strong worded in what he said, but he hasn't really officially denounced this war. Would you like to see him be a little stronger? Uh, We all know Pope Francis. You know, he often speaks not necessarily only through words, but through the gestures, you know, and a number of moments already, he asked for ceasefire, he asked for peace, he kissed the flag from the city of Mariupol, which is a city of Mary, looking today the same way as Aleppo, Syria looked a few years ago. So I believe that somehow uh, he's trying to push this message and he's still talking to him, you know, we cannot stop dialogue, you know, even with those that we disagree. And I believe that uh, especially diplomatic circles of Vatican are trying uh, to put a pressure on uh, the Russian Orthodox Church. But the history of Russian Orthodox Church in the past was always connected to government. And unfortunately, today, they are not able to stay for the truth and uh, for the righteousness. And uh, hopefully that will change soon. That's a fantastic point. Our guest today is Bishop Bodan Danello, who actually was the first U.S. bishop who traveled to the Ukrainian border following this Russian invasion. Now, Bishop Danello, I just want to speak a little bit about your trip to Poland and the border. What were you doing there? What did you see there? And most importantly, what did you take away from that trip? We talk about war. Any war is a harm to society, to nation, and even to us as a global Uh, community. So we know that on February 24th, Russian Federation fully entered into Ukraine. That war didn't start on February 24th. I was a few days before on February 9th as a part of the uh, permanent synod, which is administrative uh, body of our synod of Ukrainian Catholic bishop worldwide in Ukraine. And at that time, they asked me three uh, questions or three statements. They reminded what we Ukrainians knew that uh, war did not start in February, or we are not preparing for a war at that time, but war started with uh, taking over uh, Crimea and the two provinces in the east, Luhansk and Donetsk. Second, they asked me and all of us to tell the truth. And today, your radio program, all the TV stations are showing those horrific images from the heart of Europe. Keep in mind, geographically, Ukraine is in the middle of Europe. And third, they said at that time, which is true today, almost more than 50 days after the war broke, that we will not leave Ukraine. It's the only land given to us by God. And he said, we will defend. And today, anyone, you can see my voice is a little bit uh, trembling right now, because you know I heard this and I know it's real today. All men who are 18 through 60 are staying home and their wives with children are looking for a better place. There is 11 million of Ukrainians who moved from Eastern part to Western. Uh, that's quarter of population will be like 80 million you know, Americans going to the border with Mexico or Canada if something bad would happen in our nation. Second, two and a half million of them are in Poland and Today is Good Friday. We went through land. Those people are living the experience what Jesus is teaching us. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. 
I was hungry and you feed me. I was stranger and you welcomed me. So we have opportunity of living the gospel today as we speak. We're joined by Ukrainian Catholic Bishop Bodan Danello, who recently traveled to the Polish border with Ukraine. His trip was sponsored by Chicago-based Catholic Extension. To learn more about their work, you can visit catholicextension.org slash Ukraine. The conversation continues after this. You went over to Poland to meet with refugees and other religious figures in the area, and this trip was actually brought on by a charity, Chicago-based Catholic Extension. This charity supported the Ukrainian Catholic Church since the late 70s. Can you talk a little bit about how you're involved with that charity and what specifically they did for you to allow you to take this trip to Poland? Well, first of all, the Catholic Charities, and if you would like to learn more, is catholiccharities.org. And more about mission to Ukraine is catholiccharities.org slash Ukraine. Their main mission is actually to help the churches in America, you know, for us to flourish, for us to do what we are called to do. The same thing uh, they are doing now on the border uh, between Poland and Ukraine or in Ukraine with 11 million people displaced. Uh, that charity for over 100 years is doing here in America, helping both Roman Catholic parishes as well as the Eastern Catholic uh, parishes and dioceses. But uh, for a f- one of the first few times when they saw suffering, fleeting of those women and children to Poland, without hesitation, they said how we can help. They knew about me traveling and the Catholic charities and Catholic extension is helping our mission diocese here in States. We have 12 states uh, that covering the diocese of St. Joseph. And uh, they'll help with food, drinks, medicine, support the charities that are working over there, mostly parishes, and as well as in Ukraine, a good portion of their donations, of those who are kind to donate to Catholic Extension, were sent to Ukraine. So that today, helping those who are hungry or thirsty in Western Ukraine, and perhaps even in a places where uh, people are fighting today. Well, today being Good Friday, as you mentioned, obviously a major day on the Christian calendar. I wonder if you had any message for our listeners and maybe those who are connected to this war on this Good Friday. We know that Christ being abandoned by his disciples, willingly took his cross, died for our salvation. Keep in mind, everyone who is listening today to this uh, radio uh, production knows that his death opened the heaven for us. But we also know that cross is not the ending of Christ's message and through extension, our message. There is a day of resurrection. I pray that Ukraine uh, be free soon, that, that shelling unnecessary death, especially of children, women, and people who are not connected to war will stop. Second, uh, that there will be a time that life and liberty and pursuit of happiness will come back to Ukraine. Today, Ukraine is reminding us about the foundation of our nation. Once upon a time, forefathers of America had to spill the blood and, and sweat to give us the country that we live in. Sometimes we forget about this. And perhaps as we come to Easter, it will be good to remind the blessings we have, the liberty, family, 
a blue sky and a, and a quiet, peaceful neighborhood that we can live. You know, let us not take it for granted because today the Ukrainian soldiers, fathers, husbands, and young women and men are fighting to preserve this in Ukraine. Absolutely. And they're spilling their blood over too, and they're dying with this Russian invasion of Ukraine going on and all the atrocities we keep seeing day by day and the terrible reports of what's happening to Ukrainian civilians. I was wondering, Your Excellency, if you could find any way to somehow forgive Russia for what they're doing to Ukraine. You know, it's hard. It's hard, but Jesus is teaching us to forget and forgive, especially. You know, it's not the first time that Ukraine has to uh, fight with Russia in a history that happened more than once already. And every time Ukraine was kind to forgive. Every time Ukraine was willing to live peacefully. Ukraine did not attack Russia. It's a you know, biblical fight between David and Goliath. But as you can see, the God is on side of those who are honestly protecting their home and the loved one. So I hope and I pray and I believe that we'll be able to persevere and our community at large will be willing to help, help by telling the powers to intervene, to stop. Because if that war uh, spills across the borders of Ukraine, we are entering the NATO, we are entering European Union. And I'm just concerned and afraid that as happened during the Second World War, it started on September 1st, 1939, but then soon, two years, it's not a long distance. We just lived through almost two years of pandemic. We were attacking Pearl Harbor and America had to enter into war. Perhaps if we started or interacted before, there will be no need of unnecessary death of those who shouldn't see the war. No one in 21st century should see the war. There is no reason why we cannot live peacefully. Nobody attack or threaten Russian Federation with arms. Our guest today, Ukrainian Catholic Bishop Bodon Danello. Your Excellency, thank you so much for taking the time and for giving us a positive but also very honest and fair answer to these qu- very tough questions. We appreciate your time on the Fox News Rundown War in Ukraine podcast. I appreciate Thank you. And once again, to all your listeners, be kind. Spread the good news about life about Christian message, and let us live in peace. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.